Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, author Scotty McCoy, and we um I am introducing uh, the uh, cast members of A Nightmare on Elm Street and other horror and slasher films. And I currently have on the phone with me Robert Rustler, and he played Ron Grady in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2: Freddy's Revenge. Hi, Robert. How you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on, Scotty. Not a problem. Thank you for uh, joining me. Um, so I have about maybe ten questions or so. The first one I have for you is I'm um, not regarding the franchise. It's uh, how did you get your start into acting? Uh, that's a that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> it had it had to do with uh, a little desperation and then some sexual favors. <laughs> Makes sense. I, uh, I I met my manager back in the '80s, Dolores Robinson, and um, I was friends with her daughter, daughter Holly Robinson Pete. Uh, some of you guys might remember her from shows like Twenty One Jump Street. Right. We were buddies in Hollywood, and uh, she introduced me to her mom, and uh, we we connected up, and she sent me to the Loft Studio acting classes in Hollywood. And, the year 1982, and uh, that's how I got my start in acting. I started going on auditions and uh, did a couple commercials, a couple little modeling jobs, hated modeling, <laughs> and uh, finally uh, got my first gig uh, with John Hughes on uh, Weird Science with my first movie. Right. So uh, what was your audition like for A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge? It was actually pretty fun, you know, I, I went in there and I had read the script, uh, the last day of shooting Weird Science, uh, Robert Downey Jr. gave me a ride to my audition for A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, because I still didn't have a car, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I took some, some, some tips from him as he became quickly my mentor throughout shooting Weird Science. And um, and I, I went in and I and I met the uh, director Jack Shoulder and the producers Joel and and uh, Mike Joel Swasson and Michael Murphy. Anyways, they uh, asked me if I had read the script and I said yes. And they asked me if I had any questions and I said, well, honestly, I just have one comment. I just I just don't really think that you know people my age and especially my friends we don't really talk like this and they said well what do you mean and I said well we, we don't really use vulgarity unless there's a sense of humor to it you know right and, and I and I just think that it would be cool if we kind of got some more original kind of dialogue in here and they said well give us an example and uh, the, I opened the script and it said uh, are, are you effing her nightly or what and uh, I said, uh, I guess, he, they said, how would you say that? And I said, uh, I don't know, are you mounting her nightly or what, bro? And um, I gave him a few more examples. Uh, the one was F-U-A-hole. I, re I read that, and they said, what would you say there? And I said, uh, I don't know, uh, get off my hood, dude. And they said, you know what, we like it, perfect, you're hired. We want you to read with this kid, he's outside. Go see the blonde guy out there. His name, his name is Mark Patton. Go introduce yourself, and we want you to read together. And so I did, and I went out, and I met Mark, and we, we rehearsed for about 10 minutes, went back in, and both got hired on the spot. 
That's awesome. That is so awesome. Um, so uh, I, I, I really, I really didn't have an idea at that point that I was going to be embarking on the gayest horror film ever made. So <laughs> I actually have a question regarding that coming up. It's, it's. Uh, I remember I even watched the uh, Nightmare and the uh, Never Sleep Again documentary, and I mean, you, when you watch the film, like you would never like. You, you would immediately be like, is, was this intentional and all that? You know what I mean? Like, it's literally right there, right in your face, like from the bar scene and everything. Oh, I was, I was, trust me, I was definitely the first one to raise an eyebrow. <laughs> um, so. I, I said, I said, come on, Jack, come on, bro, what are we doing here? <laughs> I, I've never fought anybody and pulled their pants down, dude. Now let's, let's I know, get right? real here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how, how well, well that is not in front of people anyway exactly <laughs> so how was your death scene filmed and prepped well the, the funny thing about it is that we actually had a, 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 a much more involved gag prepared for my death scene uh, when when uh, Robert England was uh, in, 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 in our plan he was supposed to pick me up against the door and then you were going to actually see uh, his his glove claw. You were, you were going to see him actually be able to pierce and sever my chest. And we had this whole kind of gag set up. But uh, the 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 gag before when Robert when um, uh, Robert cuts him, cuts cuts himself and and Mark comes out of his body. Yep. Um, that, that took a lot longer than anticipated. It took about eight hours to get that gag right. So we didn't have time to, to shoot, uh, my death scene the way we had planned. And that's why if you watch the movie, when, uh, Freddie does kill me, uh, it's a shot from the other side of the door where the claws come through the door right. instead of what we had originally planned, which was, you know, yes. right through the old sternum. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was the best part about filming a Nightmare on Elm Street two, and what was the worst? Uh, I, you know, the, 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 uh, I'd have to pick something to be the worst, and it would probably be, you know, some of the hours. Um, you know, um, there was nothing really bad, uh, or, or no no experiences that I that I uh, didn't care to remember. Uh, shooting the movie was, you know. Right. It was awesome, man. It was a dream come true. I had a blast. I was, I was young and, and a trooper and raring to go. But you know, some of the hours got a little long. The best yeah. part was just working with, um, you know, the likes of Robert England and, and Mark Patton and right. you know the whole cast, the whole crew. Uh, you become a little bit of a family right. when you're working on these things. You know, you're together pretty much six days a week for three months. Right. And uh, working with them, you know, they're, they're all still friends. Right. And, uh, and uh, what, when did we shoot Nightmare 2? 85? I think it was 85. The original was out in 84. Yeah, we shot in 85, so, you know. Right. God, that's a long time ago. It is. <laughs> 30, 34 years we've been Roughly, friends. Yeah. So that's crazy. I still, I still, I still rap with Mark and... Uh, and, and Robert and I are still close, and uh, nice. yeah, man, there was nothing bad about shooting that movie, plus I got paid for it. Awesome. I know, that's the best part. The best part is you can act, have fun doing it, making lifelong friends, and you're getting paid to do it all. <laughs> I'm still getting residual, Scott. That's, that's, the best, that's amazing, and it's 34 years later, and you're getting all that. 
free money, man. Exactly. <laughs> um, what was it like working with Mark Patton, speaking of him? I love Mark Patton. He's just a, <laughs> he's a sweetheart, and he's thoughtful, and he's funny. And, uh, you know, uh, there's just, uh, he, he, he is in person mm-hmm. um, um, what you think he would be from the screen. You know, he's just a, a really nice guy. Awesome. Very intelligent, very creative, and uh, yeah, man, I just got nothing but love for Mark. Awesome. I think, uh, yeah, he's on my Facebook, actually, accepted my friend request quite a few months ago, and I'm actually going to be reaching out for him also for an interview, so I'd hope he would be able to accept it. That'd be awesome. He's probably one of the sweetest actors you'll ever want to meet, especially awesome. when fans approach him. The way he treats fans and... Right. And people, you know, people that want his autograph or people that want to talk, just meet him, say hello. He's he's just nothing but endearing and 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 sweet. That's yeah. awesome. I just uh, Mark's Mark's a great guy. That's great. So, how was uh, Jack Shoulder as a director? He was terrible. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Was I'm he? kidding. <laughs> uh, no, no, I was really. I love Jack Shoulder. I mean, you know, the, the great thing about Jack is. He knew what he wanted, but he also uh, was really great at balancing, giving you direction what he wanted, but mm-hmm. letting you show him the character and letting you discover little things along the way, mm-hmm. which is an actor's dream, you know, like um, he, he, he trusts he trust that I know who Ron Grady is and how he'd react and what he'd say and, and right. why, most importantly, you know, why, why I am... Uh, sort of at odds with Jesse in the middle and I mean in the beginning of the film right and 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 why I sort of accept him as a as a friend even though we're supposed to be very different and 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 then um you know why 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 our relationship and the dynamic of of all the kids in the high school and and where I fit there um sort of a bully with humor if you will. Exactly. And one thing I have to mention is that in like pretty much all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, at least the majority of them, um, what's the name? Uh, I can't think of, yeah, Bob Shea, right? Um, he was always like, he always had like a cameo in, in a Nightmare on Elm Street. And I always got a kick seeing him in that leather outfit in the S&M bar. I mean, I'm like, come on, this is like, this is literally like part of, I, I just couldn't believe myself. Like, he always had, like, you know, one of those cameos, and being in that bar like that, it was like, I, I just lost it laughing. I'm like, this is funny. And yeah, I mean, he's a, he's like a, a not, a, he was he was taking a notch out, out of Alfred Hitchcock's belt there, wasn't right. he? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, Cat, casting yeah. himself in his own movies. Exactly, and the funny thing is, um, is uh, co- the actor that played Coach Snyder, I believe his name is Marshall Bell, uh, He's not in L.A. right now. He said he'll be there on the 17th, and he said uh, message him on the 17th, and he'll set up a date and time for an interview. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Out, out of to be honest with you, out of everybody in the cast, that's that's who I'm closest with, um, sort of on a daily basis. Like I, I really stay good buddies with Marshall. Awesome. He, he's another he's another guy that's just uh, you know he's just got good old boy Tulsa Oklahoma hospitality. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, he, he's a sweetheart of a guy, and uh, uh, he's got a real sick, demented sense of humor, <laughs> which is right up my alley. <laughs> and uh, he and his wife uh, and I are, have been have been friends uh, ever since we uh, wrapped Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That's awesome. So uh, what was your most memorable moment while filming A Nightmare on Elm Street 2? 
Uh, I think the death scene, even though uh, I was a little disappointed at the time that we didn't have, um, that we weren't able to get to the gag that we had planned, I still really enjoyed that day and the process and watching Robert work. I was a pretty young actor. Nightmare 2 was my second film. And, and watching Robert uh, get in character from the makeup chair to the set to the actual between action and cut. Uh, I got to learn a lot about, you know, commitment as an actor and, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, we just had a blast. And, you know, we worked really hard. There was a lot of a lot of hard work and sweat and it was hot in there and it was long hours, but it was all worth it. And yes. I, I knew I was doing something special, but I, I, I don't think I realized that I was going to be in a cult classic like that. Exactly. And uh, speaking of Robert, what was it like working with that legendary and iconic Robert England who played Freddy Krueger? Well, first of all, he doesn't stop talking. <laughs> Man, he can talk and talk and talk. And I love that about him is because, you know, Robert's, Robert's really a, a kind of a renaissance man, you know? Right. He's, he's, he's uh, very cultured and, and uh, very up on current events. And he's um, a very uh, just, just really, he's got a keen intellect. He's, he's got a, a sharp tongue and... And he's also uh, really in, engaging and endearing, and, and he, he cares when, in a conversation. I love I love that about him. You know, right. he, when he when he when you have a conversation with Robert England, uh, he's a hundred percent with you in the conversation. Right. And um, and yeah, I mean, working with him was was a blast. I mean, he's just a, a really great guy. He's got a fun personality, and uh, and he's a very diligent worker with a with a, a very um his work ethic is impeccable right so we touched on this a little earlier um so most people have recognized uh, the homoerotic content in nightmare on elm street 2 now you did kind of mention this but did you notice this at all on set or when you first read the script and were there any discussions regarding this content on set and was everybody okay with what was written in the script per se I mean, I was aware of it. Uh, some of some of the other cast and crew claim not to be, right? But that's what I thought. I found humorous, <laughs> and 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 to be honest with you, listen, growing up in Hollywood, I don't really care. It's not really that big of a deal, right? But you know what? What made it funny is is sort of it's kind of like homosexuality itself. It's like right. I accept everybody for their sexuality. I. I am I am a very like liberal liberal thinker when it comes to gender and creed and religion and like I'm all for it right right but it's when you, it's it's when you hide it that makes it kind of funny you know right exactly and and and, and I, I don't claim to understand what it's like to be in the closet you know right it's got to be very difficult you know but times have changed exactly and, and it's a lot more accepted now socially but then it wasn't so much. Exactly. And that's what sort of was um, in the conversation was, you know, Mark, Mark for one, who's openly yeah. gay, said that he had a very difficult time with this right. subject matter back then. And I don't claim to understand what he went through or what it was like for him because I just didn't go through any of it. I, I don't I didn't care. 
Right. And uh, but I would be I'm a hundred percent supportive. Exactly. And it doesn't but, change but who during, he is as a but person. During the shoot, but during the shooting, it was sort of funny because I kept making jokes <laughs> that um, that the movie was in the closet. Right. Exactly, and like, and like, they had all of the. I guess you could quote unquote call them Easter eggs, you know, with, from the S and M bar with Coach Schneider and um, and you know Bob Shea who played the bartender, and you know just from that, and just alone Jesse doing uh, when he was unpacking his bags in his room, and he was doing that song to that uh, like that dance to that song, you know, and he used his butt to close the uh, the dresser drawer, and like you know, just all of it was like all lined up basically. All I gotta say is, um, hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, listen. I mean, we got so many laughs in the premiere when uh, we went to the red carpet event, and the whole audience was cracking up at some of those scenes right. where you know it, the homoerotic overtones, undertones, whatever tones were so, <laughs> were so obvious. But that's, I think, what made it fun. Right. And uh, I thought it was funny. I still love the movie. I still think it holds up. I think that Freddy also, it was some of his best, darkest yeah. work. Yeah. And uh, and the, and the, and some 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 of the some of like the pool scene and um, the scene with him and Jesse uh, underneath the stairs when he says, "You got the body and I've got the brain." Yeah. It, it, those are still some of, not the, but some of the coolest yeah. uh, 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 moments. Uh, because for me, it's all about two and four. Yeah. I love two and four. Yep. Yeah. I, I like all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, but I thought two and four. I agree. Uh, you know, four, four, I thought that they really had it down. Right. And, and and there was a bigger budget, and, I, and you could really see the production value, right. and I think they utilized it well, and I thought 4 was really great. But I love 2 as well, because there was there were some things about 2 that none of the other nightmares had. Right, and you actually had a really good quote in there um, that was kind of like, uh, I guess... Um, based on the topic of homoeroticness um where you or jesse wants to spend the night because he because he knows freddie's you know consuming his body and you end up saying so you have a you have a babe or whatever in the cabana and you want to sleep with me <laughs> yeah but that, that and that's exactly one of the moments where the whole audience started cracking up <laughs> <laughs> I, I every time I hear that piece of dialogue, I laugh because it's just so funny yeah. and it's just it's just you know quirky and funny. It's just I just think it's the whole like I think that movie in in and of itself, even with the humorous content in it, it's got Freddy's darkest side. Like it's even I think Freddy in this one is more darker than he was in the original. Yeah, well that's my whole take on it too. You know, like my my whole perspective on it then and now was just lighten up about it like right who cares like don't overthink it just it is what it is exactly and um, and, and and that's and that's what i i mean so i'm i want to be understood especially um in the uh lgbtq whatever i can't keep up with yeah. all the letters anymore <laughs> you know and right. in that world like you know it's it's it's, it's important to be understood that i i am a hundred percent supporter exactly of, anybody's sexuality anybody's 
you know, exactly. beliefs. Any, I mean, this is, that's what that's what America's all about, right? Exactly. But 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 at the same time too, it's like um, let's let's not complicate it and overthink it. Exactly. Let's just live, let's just live and let live. Right. And if you and if you can't laugh at, at especially at mm-hmm. a, if we can't laugh at ourselves. Then, uh, then we, then we definitely need to lighten up a bit, right? I completely agree with that. I mean, what, what fun is there to be critical about everything? I mean, you know, I mean, just enjoy, enjoy the jokes. I'm very open-minded with every type of joke. I'm very, I'm not easily offended when it comes to jokes and everything. And I think that everybody, if they just, you know, didn't get offended about every little thing, and they like, you know, were le- were able to learn to laugh about themselves, but also be acceptance accepting of all different aspects of who people what represent people, whether it be race or sexuality or religion or po- pol- political viewpoints, anything. I mean, if we just lighten up and uh, you know, you know, learn to laugh about all of our stuff as well as be accepting, I think this world will be a much better place. I I completely agree, with one exception. Yes. I can't really support Trump supporters. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true, right? And the last question I got for you is, uh, do you have any pro- uh, future projects in the works that you would like to tell all of our listeners? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm always working, which is great, and I feel really blessed and lucky. Um, you know, right now I'm, uh, I'm, um, I have a recurring role on Showtime's Ray Donovan. Okay. I play Gus O'Day. And, um, and also I have a, I just did a show for Hulu. I'm, I'm recurring in this one as well. It's called Light as a Feather. Okay. And, uh, it's, it's, it, you can, you can see it now on Hulu. It's a, it's a really cool little, uh, young horror movie, uh, mm-hmm. with a, with a brilliant young cast. And, um, and I play the high school principal. Okay. Uh, and 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 I'm, I'm really excited about it. Kelsey Grammer is the executive producer. Okay. Um, and uh, and uh, Awesomeness TV and Hulu together put together what I think is a really cool show. It, it reminds me a little bit of like Dawson's Creek meets I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, nice. That's nice. And a little bit of he- with a little bit of Heather's thrown in there. It's a. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's a really nice little cast, and these young actors in the cast are, are, are very talented and terrific. And That's great. Yeah, I love playing the principal. Like, when did that happen? Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much. If anybody else wants to find out what uh, Robert is up to um, outside of his projects he just mentioned, if you hear this uh, podcast uh, later on after all this and that, you can uh, also go to his IMDb page. I'm sure that is updated frequently, and you can see what's um, if he has any other projects that gets booked or anything on there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Robert Rustler. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Robert, for your time. My pleasure. Ron Grady lives. All to the <laughs> fans out there, horror fans, horror fans rock. There's nobody more loyal in the world That's true. than horror fans. That is true. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, you have an uh, excellent night. Much love. All right. Thank you, man. Bye.